you are listening to the From Scratch Body. I'm Liv Austin and I believe that anyone can cook. Since being diagnosed with endometriosis, I have been on a journey to find out what food makes me feel great. By cooking my meals from scratch, not only have I started feeling much better, I've also fallen in love with cooking completely. So every week we explore a new topic that can help us feel better and become better cooks and then I share a recipe with you so you can cook along with me if you want. You can always find the recipes and the transcripts from the podcast on my website, thefromscratchbody.com. Welcome back to the From Scratch Body. Today, I'm talking about something quite personal to me, actually. I'm talking about water retention and salt. Being what I considered a healthy and active person, I couldn't understand what was happening with the skin on parts of my body, especially my legs. It wasn't until I made a big change that I really saw the difference and I realise now that what I had was probably a mild case of water retention and I've had it most of my life. I'm looking into that more in detail today, especially focused on one ingredient that might have been the culprit. I honestly hated my legs for so many years. I was working out, eating healthily and doing all I could, I thought. I was in good shape. Nothing was wrong, really. But whenever I caught a glimpse of my legs in a mirror or in a photo on a day that I'd dared wear shorts or a skirt, my heart dropped. My legs didn't fit in with who I felt I was. They were bloated and bumpy and not nice to look at. It's actually really hard for me to share this. It's something I feel quite sad about not being able to change sooner. But the happy news is that I now finally love my legs. And the love came before the change, which I think is important. Instead of hating my legs and shouting, why can't you look nice? I decided to work with them. Thank you, yoga. And gently stroke them every day and say, thank you for carrying me around and accepting them the way that they were. You don't have to fix every imperfect, in air quotes, part of you to be able to love it. And bumpy, bloated body parts also deserve all the love. But having said that, my legs have changed and I'm very happy about this. And it came once I stopped focusing on the legs and started learning more about health and nutrition overall. And I made one big change that I'm going to talk about today. On my journey of from scratch cooking and with a goal of feeling as good as absolutely possible in my body, I had made some even more drastic changes than before recently. A huge change was massively cutting down on salt. Salt is much like sugar in our diet. It's not a bad food. We need salt. The problem Ready-made food, restaurant food, takeaways, stock, sauces and snacks contain way too much of it because it's a cheap and quick way of making us experience our meal as delicious. So, accumulatively, most of us consume way more than we need. I started getting my own body used to less and less salt every day. It certainly is a habitual thing and you can cut down on it without realising much of a difference. 
I've got down to a very tiny amount of salt in my cooking now with many of my meals containing absolutely none. Now, if I have something from a restaurant, I notice how incredibly salty it is and I probably wouldn't before. I also only have real salt like sea salt, not low sodium alternatives. Cutting down on sodium can be good, but these substitutes often bring other stuff to your body that isn't very nice. I'll talk about this more in a later episode, I promise. Suddenly, after this change, I started noticing something happening to my legs. The skin was smooth as anything. It almost looked photoshopped compared to before. I could see those quad muscles that I'd been working so hard on. The bloating wasn't covering them anymore. It was like those legs from before had just been a bad dream and I'd woken up with the legs I felt I deserved to have. And they have stayed like that now for a long time. In my research for this blog, I had come across water retention, a term I was familiar with but didn't really know that much about. I didn't think that was something I would have. But reading about water retention and how it appears on the body and what causes it, and guess what, at the top of most lists is salt, I'm understanding now that this was probably what was happening for me. I wish I'd known this sooner. And it's funny that after all those years of wishing I could fix the problem, I fixed it when I stopped trying. Water retention is, as the name suggests, your body holding on to water for different reasons. It can be caused by too much salt, alcohol or refined carbs. It can also be caused by a lack of certain things like magnesium, potassium or vitamin B6 in the body. I think it's likely that many people who have water retention can point to this list and see that they are ticking many of the boxes as a diet with too much salt will also often be a diet with too many refined carbs and maybe not quite enough magnesium or potassium. I'm happy to know that I'm continuing to offer recipes that cut down on the unhelpful ingredients and add to the useful nutrients listed before. So if you are cooking along with me, you are hopefully on the right path for your body. I will come back to water retention more in the future and look more at the other causes I mentioned briefly. As we are all unique, you might be suffering with water retention even though you have cut down on salt. One size does not fit all, as we know, and there could be other issues going on for you too. If you are suffering badly with what you suspect is water retention, there could be a problem with your kidneys or your heart, so don't hesitate to seek medical attention if you are concerned about this. The last thing I will say about this for now is that this isn't really about a success story of fixing the ugly skin on my legs. Though the aesthetic appearance was a concern for me, I will be honest, my main issue was always that I had a feeling that my body was showing me I wasn't quite at the health levels I thought I was. And now that I feel better, I look better too. It's all connected. And the way we feel on the inside is always the main focus of the from scratch body. How is your salt intake, if you're going to be honest with yourself? Have you had a problem with your body in the past that you fixed with a dietary change? I'd love to hear from you, so do share if you are happy to. And today, we are going to do something that will help you cut down on salt. We are going to make chicken stock from scratch. 
Hello and welcome to another episode of You Won't Believe What I Ate Last Night. I'm Rick. And I'm Kate. And this is our ongoing conversation about food, health, weight management, and our endeavor to be and stay healthy in a really tasty world. With love, kindness, and compassion towards ourselves and others. Season 5 of You Won't Believe What I Ate Last Night is brought to you by Smart Building Technologies, a leading provider of building automation solutions bringing smart technologies along with energy savings to the workplace. Find out more at smartbuildingtech.com. That's smartbuildingtec.com. By using the leftovers from a roast chicken dinner to make your own stock, you'll be able to have a tasty stock with a much lower salt content, save money, and get more use out of your food. So stock up on this stock. This is minimum salt and maximum taste. Ready-made stock pots from the shops might taste nice, but they are insanely high in salt content. And really, what makes food exciting is flavor, not just tons and tons of salt. Salt, as I mentioned before, talking about water retention, is something we just get too much of, not just in the Western world, but in many parts of the world and in many types of cooking. With your own homemade stock, you can squeeze out as much flavour as possible from your chicken carcass and vegetables and herbs and play around with how low you can get the salt content without it getting too bland, of course. For homemade chicken stock, this makes just over one litre. You need the leftovers from a roast chicken. Just so you know, a rotisserie chicken from the shops is likely too salty for this, so I'm referring to a homemade roast. Use all the bits, every bit of leftover meat, every bone and the skin. You want to put in about three cups roughly of leftover or raw vegetables like celery, carrot, onion, garlic, beetroot, sprout, celeriac, swede. You don't need all of those, of course. Whatever you have is good. Some fresh or dried thyme, rosemary and or sage, two or three bay leaves, a teaspoon of salt, a tablespoon of peppercorns, and optional, some celery salt, and some onion salt. If you're using either or both of those, then do cut down on the regular salt. And you need a litre of water. That's about five cups. You can do this in a large saucepan on the hob or in an instant pot like I have. If you do have an instant pot, there is a video on my YouTube channel where you can check out how I make this and you can follow along while watching me. That's my video on my Instant Pot and how I use it. But regardless of whether you have an Instant Pot or a saucepan, the method is pretty similar. So you can follow along with me right now. Pour roughly five cups of water, around a litre, in your pan. You can place a steam rack in the pan if you want, but it's not essential. You can just chuck everything in. Put in everything you have left over from the roast chicken, as I said, bones, meat, skin, everything, and all the leftover vegetables you might have. If you don't have a lot of veg left, just roughly chop up some raw stuff, carrots, celery, etc., 
and put it in. I definitely recommend adding some extra onion and garlic if you don't have any of that in your leftovers. That will add a lot to the flavor. Drizzle over the salt, peppercorns and seasoning and pop in a few bay leaves. If using an instant pot, put the lid on and shut the valve and then set the timer for one hour. For a normal saucepan, bring it to a simmer with a lid on the hob and keep an eye on it. So stay in the vicinity as it simmers for about two hours. You can let it cook longer. The more you can get the ingredients broken down, the better for the flavor. It depends how much time you have. At the end, put a colander on top of a bowl or a pan that can hold all the liquid that you have in the pan and pour everything from the saucepan or the instant pot into the colander. Then run the liquid through a fine sieve, ideally a couple of times, to get rid of all small bits of bone and peppercorns, etc. It should run pretty clear. Obviously, some herbs and bits of vegetable will remain, and we want that. If you are worried about small bones, you can also run it through a nut bag or something really fine, but this might get rid of a lot of the good stuff too and make it a bit bland. Let it cool down completely and then store in a bottle or jars or even small pots in your fridge and freezer. Have them ready at hand for whenever you need stock. This is so much lower in salt and is perfect for almost any kind of cooking. I use it so much. Honestly, the list is endless. Soups, obviously, you can use it instead of oil for gentle sautéing, add it to a sauce. I mean... I really could go on all day. You can find all sorts of ways of adding this into your cooking and I'd love to hear how you use it as well. So do let me know. And this is better than just throwing out that chicken carcass after making a roast dinner, right? It's such good use of all of those leftovers. For vegans and vegetarians, if you're still with me, obviously you can use a pretty similar method for vegetable stock. And you can do this whether you're a vegetarian or not. Use all of your leftover veg and make big batches of stock. It still cuts down on salt, which is good for vegetable stock too. And obviously, without a chicken in there, you don't need to worry about any small bones. So that's a bonus. I would love to see your stock. What did you add of vegetables? How are you using it? Share your results with me on Instagram and tag me at the From Scratch Body so I don't miss it. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember that you can always check out the recipe on my website, thefromscratchbody.com, if you want to have it in front of you when you're cooking. But be brave and make it your own too. Also check out my Instagram at thefromscratchbody and my YouTube channel, The From Scratch Body, for lots of food inspiration that you can totally recreate yourself. Remember, cook from scratch and your body will thank you. See you next week.